Dear friends, hello, I'm very happy to see you, and I'm very happy to see here Yelena Agaragimova. I know Lena for many years, but I'm just looking to make sure that the second name I will pronounce correctly. Yelena, she is a talent and career development coach, very good coach who can help people uh, to find uh, a job or to make progress in their career. She already helped very many people. She is founder of Agar Global Services Company, and she's a regular contributor to Forbes magazine, Middle East. Lena, hello. Happy thank to you. See. Thank you for the kind introduction. Very sweet. My pleasure. My pleasure. Lena, my first question to you. Uh, please advise to people who are looking for the job now, how to find the job how not to become crazy when you're looking for the job because it takes a lot of efforts and sometimes you think it's impossible to find the job because so many people unfortunately get redundant and lost their places, workplace. What to do, how to find a job in that turbulent times? Sure, so it's a big heavy question. So I'll try, to, I'll try to give some quick action points of what we can do. And before we go into the action points, I want to just reframe our mindset about careers. I think that prior to, you know, many, many years ago and prior to the COVID situation, we were able to get away with sort of taking the regular road to career search. Uh, you know, we're staying in corporate jobs for many years. Uh, we're pretty safe, so to say. Over the recent maybe five, 10 years, we've seen the job market shift significantly towards SMEs, towards gig economy, freelancing, et cetera. And so what I want to propose is for us to kind of start looking at our careers as a business. So looking at yourself as a business, you are a business, you, are, you have a product or a service that you're offering and you need to launch it into the market. So I'll think of if, uh, for those who are listening, maybe you are a project manager, maybe you've done some projects. And it's interesting to me because I, I, when I work with individuals and they put their heart and soul into projects that work, but we don't put the same efforts into our own projects, which is our careers. So we need to start shifting our mindset and say, I am a business essentially. I, am, uh, I have a product that I'm offering and that is my set of skills. I have values that I'm bringing on board and I have services and I have an audience that wants my skills and needs them. So start, if we look at it from that perspective, or for those of you who've done an MBA or some kind of business degree, it's like, a, it's like a, when you're launching a product into the market, same structure. So looking at, uh, you know, what makes your product unique? Often what happens is, Olga, is that we jump into application mode and we're just applying, 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 which is, by the way, a waste of time. If you ask me, we should spend applying to jobs online 5% of our time. And if I'm talking to mid-level to senior level professionals in particular, 5% of their time should be spent applying online. And uh, I would love for somebody to challenge me if there's anybody who has gotten a job at mid-level to senior level professional by application online, it's, there's very, very low chances of you doing so. And that is because... And, uh, that so is a, to interrupt yeah. you, you mean that 95% uh, it's face-to-face -face how they find the job, yeah? Yeah, so, so, yeah, so, uh, so basically the 95% of where you should be focusing your effort is... Again, looking at yourself as a product. What do you have to offer? What makes you different and unique? Understanding that for yourself. Because what happens is we just apply online. We don't think through the applications. We usually send 10 applications to 10 different companies and it's the same, it's the same CV, it's the same formatting, the same everything. So if you are applying online, make sure it's, it's uh, tailored and uh, specified to that particular position. But again, 
mid-level to senior level professionals, it's very unlikely that you will get a job purely by applying online. All right. So the 95% needs to be understanding who's your audience, not blindly sending applications because you feel like you might fit into the position, but making sure that your audience uh, recognizes you for your skill set and making sure that there's somebody on the other end of that email that's waiting to receive your CV. And that simply goes, takes you to, uh, uh, to um, uh, looking at the, uh, at the job market and saying, okay, who can help me? Who are my partners? So to say, if you, so if you're looking from a business perspective, who is my strategic network? What do I mean by strategic network? These are the people that could potentially recommend you, refer you, give you advice about how to apply somewhere. Maybe they can even sponsor you uh, to perhaps uh, create an opportunity for you. You can have the best CV in the world. If nobody knows about you, it is irrelevant, period. You can have the best CV. And we focus so much on certifications and education, which are all important. But unless you have somebody waiting for your CV on the other end, all of that becomes just nice to have on paper. So, so it sounds like the networking or the people that can help you are more important than the CV, even if this CV is looking very nice. If nobody's waiting for your CV and you're not known on the market, this CV, if you're medium or higher level, in a way is irrelevant. When I, work, when I talk with HR and recruiters, just think about it from a recruiter perspective or an HR perspective. If you are sending your CV via LinkedIn or just submitting it to the database, HR people and recruiters, first, they already have relationships with candidates. They already know people. So what happens is if there's an opportunity available, the chances are the people that are going to get an opportunity to even interview are the shortlist in their mind because they're, at the end of the day, they're human beings. They cannot possibly go through the hundreds of thousands of CVs. That's one. Number two, if you're going through the uh, online applications, the system might kick you out, your CV out, because you didn't match your uh, words in your, in your CV, right? So that's, that, that's another point. Another point is that a lot of the jobs that are advertised are not really available, meaning it's per policy by HR that they have to advertise, but they already have somebody in mind who's been recommended, referred, or somebody they already know through their network, all right? And then um, uh, uh, another point here as well is the fact that it sounds difficult because you're like, well, how can possibly people know me? And that is, goes to your reputation or your personal brand, whichever one you like best, whichever term. There's, both terms mean the same thing. Essentially, who knows that you know what you know, right? And what makes you different from, again, everybody else who has the same level of experience, same education, same background? Why should they hire you versus somebody else? That were the same. And that goes back to you understanding yourself as a business, yourself as a product. What is your product offering that is different? Because if you don't know, if you cannot sharply tell people, what is it that you do? What makes you different? What value you can, what problem you can solve for them? You, you will not be able to sell yourself at an interview. And that is the biggest piece we often miss as well, is that we don't spend enough time understanding what what is my uh, uh, USP, unique selling point, right? So again, if we want to use the business term. It's very interesting what you're saying that to look at yourself, even when you're looking for the job, applying for the job as a business, as a business, business product, as a business project, because even if the company is hiring you, they are hiring a person who can solve some problems for them. Is that something like that? 
Yes. So you are essentially offering, uh, you are the product. You have a, a set of skills that is going to help the company solve something. At the end of the day, companies are looking to increase revenue or decrease uh, spendings, right? So how? So basically, I mean, this is the this is the, they they want to drive the business. How can you help them drive their business in whatever function, whether it's marketing, finance, HR, etc.? Can you do it better than others? Can you do it more effectively, right? So you need to understand all of those things. It's no longer enough that we simply apply online and we're hoping that we're going to get, get there because we know we have 20 years of experience. We have all this, uh, we, we are, we're amazing and we know we're amazing. But my point here, if you take away anything from this session is that you can be the best thing in the world, but if nobody knows about you, how can they possibly find you? <laughs> so, and, and when it comes to, you know, establishing those networks, this is something that takes time. And before I go into that, another important point is that senior level roles are very, uh, less likely to be advertised to begin with. They are on the hidden job market, so to say. They are not typically advertised because it is too much risk for a company to bring in a senior manager that they don't know at all. They're, they might put that position up, but it's, it's unlikely that a company will bring somebody completely outside the market, outside the area that they've never known before, that doesn't have a strong personal brand, that doesn't have a strong reputation in that market. No matter how brilliant yeah, you are. Absolutely, and even I think it's very risky for the company to show that they don't have CEO of the company or somebody who is leading at the leading role. It shows that the company is not that huge, not that serious, not that solid. Absolutely, they cannot advertise their top position. Yes. No, no, no. It goes without saying, Lena. But now, what you uh, strength that a person himself is a brand is a brand. So what that person should do now, it's regardless. It's if this person is looking for the job or he's a coach or he's a mentor or he's an expert, because a lot of people now have when they're redundant to make a brand out of themselves. Otherwise, this is the only way to survive. What you will recommend them how to build this brand, which is important for them when they're looking for the job or they want to be a solo entrepreneur. Sure. So ideally, of course, branding reputation is something that you need to build from the moment, I mean, even from university onwards. It's never too late to start building your brand. You already have a brand. You might not know what it is, but you have a reputation in the market. So this is where if you are uh, uh, looking to essentially, uh, whether you're changing careers or just looking for a job, you need to understand where's your audience. So looking at just at basics, having like a short list of companies, not just blindly, again, applying to just every position, understanding what is next for you, taking a moment and reflecting, writing down everything that you have done, everything that you've achieved, right? All the people that you've interacted with, looking at previous uh, recruiters that might have contacted you, looking at your current network, because sometimes we don't realize that maybe all we need to do is ask somebody and maybe we just forget people. So just taking 30 minutes of your time to sit down and say, what have I done in my career? What skills do I have? Where do I want to go next, right? And then identifying maybe one or two areas, right? Maybe shortlist those areas, depending on where you are. So uh, it's, it depends, but basically having a shortlist of a couple of areas you can dive into and then saying, wonderful, I want to be in company A and B or industry A and B. Who needs to know about me? Who do I need to know? Where's the, where's the, is there an organization that maybe you need to be a part of? 
Uh, is there, uh, again, your strategic partners? Those can be your network, again, people that can introduce you. Those can be even reaching out to your alumni uh, uh, groups at your universities, right? So this is what the network is for. So you already have a connection with your alumni. Doing a basic LinkedIn search to see where people are working. Uh, uh, you know, who can, who can you essentially start building relationship with that are doing the things that you're looking to do? And it's a long-term process. It's not something that's going to go like this, which is why a lot of times, you know, when we're thinking about our careers, we need to think big as we do about business, but the action, uh, action points need to be small. So looking at how many new people can I connect with this week on LinkedIn, let's say five people, five people I don't know, five people I know within the area that I want to be in, right? So, but again, one of the most important thing I want to make sure people are doing is that you know that if tomorrow you're going to meet the CEO of company that you're really interested in, you're ready to have that conversation. And that is, that is such a simple point. And a lot of times we put, don't put effort into it, doing a little bit of homework about yourself. Again, you know, uh, uh, you know, what is, what makes you unique? Who needs what you have to offer and why and what makes you different? Without that basics base, we cannot move forward. So you right. mean that if you don't have a very good presentation about yourself, if you cannot pitch yourself very nicely in three, four minutes and explain to this potential CEO that you will meet in elevator, it's useless to make this thousands of CVs to thousands of places because you don't have this good introduction ready. Uh, maybe better to concentrate on introduction first to prepare everything and then start pitching. Uh, you can do both at the same time. You don't need to necessarily, you can do, because every experience you have, even if you go and you, you meet somebody and you, you give a horrible pitch, you've learned something and now you're going to do better next time. So there's no shame in trying things before you're ready, you know, but ideally we want to do that basic homework because that basic homework will also ensure that their next move is the right move. And that's very important. So we're not, we don't come off as desperate for the next job. We may or may not be. It's a tough situation. We all have bills. We have responsibilities. We're all trying to make money, right? But all of these small things will increase your chances of actually getting that job. Um, and another piece about uh, branding, LinkedIn, this is what LinkedIn is really great for. LinkedIn is great for two things. Uh, and depending which, which part of the world, of course, so in some countries, it's not as open. So it's not as popular, like in, in, in the Middle East region, it's quite popular, for example, in the US. Uh, so LinkedIn is great for uh, two things. So uh, personal branding, growing your reputation and networking. What do I mean by growing your reputation? Meaning connecting with people that, uh, that you want to connect with, creating content. Right. So looking at if you have maybe you you were an expert in a particular area, maybe you're a marketeer and you know something about, uh, I don't know, the uh, digital media, for example. And maybe you want to create some content around that. So you need to position yourself as an expert and you need to continuously do that. Personal brand is going to drive the future of business in general. Even company brands, are probably, unless the big, big brands, but at the end of the day, people are going to buy the person in terms of their reputation and what they have to offer before they even care about the company. They're gonna, so personal branding is something that is very, very important and it's gonna become even more important uh, moving forward. 
it's content. Uh, I think uh, it's very important to understand that if you're working for the big company, let's say Coca-Cola, McDonald's, Tesla, whatever company, you also is a brand. Because let's say if you're strong on in LinkedIn, in Instagram, in Facebook, and you're quite famous, then it's building the reputation of the company. Wow, so-and-so working for this company. This is a great person. I know him. He's very good. So... Uh, the reputation of the company is growing. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, it is, when you are in a senior level position, uh, your job is not the technical stuff. Your job is to be able to influence others, to bring business in, to do good negotiations, and to be able to communicate very well to the outside public, depending on the, the company and the communication strategy of the company. But we see a lot of managing directors appearing on interviews, appearing on you know uh, the Forbes or Arabian business in, in this part of the world, right? So it's, it adds credibility uh, as well to, to your brand. So being associated with a company is great, but before you are associated with a company, you have your brand and that is what makes it strong. And that's what protects you in the future as well. If another COVID or something happens or you just lose your job, your, your brand will carry with you. You're not just a piece of the puzzle in the company. You also have your brand, no matter which level of position you're in. Always you have to think that I first represent myself and my reputation because I might I may or may not be with this company forever. So people need to know what you're doing, whether within this with the space of your company or externally, whatever it is. So creating content around that, showcasing to people what you're doing, um, to, to showcase so that they start seeing you as an expert in your particular area. I mean, if you think about just people that you know and maybe about particular topics, right? You might have already a few people that pop off in the mind, like somebody you can go to for career advice, somebody you can go to for finances. Why do you know these people off the top of your head? Because they have really strong reputations. How did they make those reputations? Through their network, perhaps through media, etc. And that can be accessible to anybody. It's not, you don't need to be a super duper famous or known person. No, LinkedIn, nowadays, LinkedIn is beautiful for that. You know, you emphasize on LinkedIn. I know that in Russia, it's not that famous by some reasons. I don't right. In Russia, I think it's, it's blocked. Or maybe, I, I don't really think you can access it in Russia. Yeah, everybody using Instagram and Facebook. And um, yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, in other countries, LinkedIn is a very strong tool. Lena, I want you please to share your personal story because I know that you worked in Manchester University and you were very good in uh, organizing events and uh, inviting new people and promoting that university in Middle East. Uh, you did a lot, actually. And now you are your personal brand. And we know you, and I know that you help students and you help young people and you help specialists uh, of uh, medium level to build their careers. So actually, now you can help people because you worked more than 10 years on these subjects. Were you afraid? to become your personal brand because now you're independent, you're responsible for yourself. Was it a difficult decision for you? Uh, it was, and I didn't do it consciously, which is why now I'm telling people, you know, put effort into personal brand because I kind of fell into it and I didn't realize what I was doing. I was just doing things I really enjoyed. Like I used to write blogs like back like 10 years ago. I hope nobody can find them because I'm sure, I'm sure they're just like messy and et cetera. 
I didn't, I didn't think I would end up writing for Forbes or uh, Entrepreneur Magazine. Like now I write for various different publications, but that came after years of just producing content and content nobody really read. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so it was just, it was just do, doing things that I felt like, I, feel, I felt at that time this is the right thing to do. I knew a little bit about personal branding, but I just felt like I had something I wanted to share, which is career tips and, you know, education topics, because that was my life. Uh, before I went into the entrepreneurship. So, so in terms of that, it was just kind of something that was gradually moving towards that. So I built my brand and I didn't even, uh, uh, in the, initially in the first two years, I didn't do it intentionally. In the last few years, I've been doing it very intentionally, which is why if you just Google my name, you know, you will see everything that I've been doing. Um, and and, and that comes with courage to know that you might put out a piece of content or a blog and nobody will read it and that's okay, but you get better every time and you start to understand where's your audience, what time should you post this article, who should you send this article to, which topics people care about, which, people, which topics people don't care about. So you start to understand within your expertise area what matters to your audience. And eventually with time, you end up creating first loads of content, uh, you building a reputation. And, and uh, in my case, it's very clear what I do. I'm more about career development, uh, you know, and also working with organizations. So I have a very clear personal brand. Um, and that is because the things that I'm telling you to do, I do all the time is I check in with myself and say, who is my audience? What's my product? What's my service? So I treat myself, my brand as a business as well. Of course, this is now your business. You depend on that. You generate money out of that. And even if in the beginning, maybe it will be not that big, but it will grow. More people will know you. They will give you recommendations. They will say, go to Yelena. She helped me. So she can probably help you. And of course, it's uh, what is called reputation. My last question, Yelena, how do you keep this, your spirit that high? Because, you know, sometimes when you're looking for the job or you're building your brand, it looks like, uh, you know, like there is no light in the tunnel. There is you doing and doing and doing and doing. And where is this huge money? Where is this people in Ferrari? Where is all this luxury life a person is doing, doing, and nobody paying? How to, number one, not to give up? And how, number two, to continue doing that and to believe that what you're doing is right or maybe to change your strategy like how how to find the strength in yourself good question um what i i, I use a, a word that i describe entrepreneurship in general is like a roller coaster a roller coaster of emotions some days i literally go through and in an hour, I can have some really amazing things happen to me and then crushed by something else. And this happened to me the other day. And I even told my partner, I said, I think this is the time in my entrepreneurship journey where I'm just supposed to, this is just testing me. <laughs> so I think it's just understanding that um, uh, this is part of the game. Like that's part of the game. The process, it's not easy. It's not supposed to be easy. I think understanding that, because if you're expecting that you are, uh, you know, your business is going to be easy to build it, etc. I think it's unrealistic. So I think mindset has a lot to do with it. When it comes to careers, um, if we're do, if we are like the question I would have for, for people listening is how, how many hours a week do you spend thinking about your career in terms of, even if you are employed. So especially if you are employed, 
you know, how many, how often do you, do you just take a moment and think about what's next? Why do you work? Why do you do what you do? What about your skill set? Where do you need to learn? Where do you need to grow? The chances are we're just so automatic and we get very comfortable and we stop growing. And I think one of the reasons that we then get into situations where we're really down is because at some point we, we realize that we haven't really been doing what we're supposed to be doing. We're very passive. So I think that what keeps me going, number one, is the fact that I truly love what I do. And it might sound cliche, but genuinely, I wake up every morning and I'm uh, excited to do what I do. But I also have very smart people around me that tell me what I should and shouldn't be doing and giving me good advice. So having a strategic network of partners, again, uh, uh, whether in your career, mentors, coaches, uh, 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 part, my business partner is a brilliant guy as well. So having people that you, that you trust, that you can uh, bounce ideas with is very important. Having a support network is probably one of the most important things. Uh, my partner... Uh, you mean that because you have very good partners, mentors, coaches, when at the time when you're tired or when you're not sure are you going the right direction or where you're a little bit down, you can find the support. Yes, you can find the support um, because it's important, like you said, sometimes we might think our idea is amazing. We might think we're doing everything correctly, but we, we sometimes we don't know what we don't know. Sometimes we have blind spots. Actually, we all have blind spots. We need somebody else sometimes to shine light on certain things. And that's why I'm saying it, there need to be really um, people that you can trust that really have the best in mind. Aside from that, of course, um, just again, um, uh, if, you're, if you're doing something you don't enjoy, it's going to drown you eventually. There's, I, I don't have advice because I, I think that's the, that's the number, number one mistake. I think you should enjoy what you're doing at least 75% of your time, not 100%. Uh, there are days also where I struggle with enjoying uh, my work, but it's just parts of my day, not the full day, right? So it's unrealistic to love 120% what you do, but it should be 75 to 80% of what you do should give you energy. It should drive you. Uh, aside from that, I think just leading a healthy lifestyle as, again, as simple as it sounds, as basics as getting enough sleep. I think this whole uh, uh, notion of working and working and, you know, working nights and, the, you know, the entrepreneur lifestyle that you're working nighttime and you're not sleeping. I think it's just, I think it's overrated. I think that it's slowly killing us. It's making us depressed. It's already a very hard journey, the entrepreneurship journey. I think if you're not fully functioning as a, as a physical body, it makes everything worse. And I don't know about you, Olga, but there are days where I've had bad days just because I was tired. And I used to tell myself, you know what? I'm just tired. And I know that tomorrow when I get some sleep, it's going to be a better day. And it always is. You know, Lena, I think it's good to, you know how to say, to be sincere with yourself, to talk with yourself today, to say today is a great day. Today I'm a little bit tired or I'm disappointed. You know, I... Two days ago, I had a day. Uh, I love Belarusia very much because, you know, I was born in Minsk and this is a place I love very much and I love people of Belarusia very much. And sometimes when I see the news and the news are going very big and uh, a lot of news now devoted to the situation in Minsk, uh, I become very sad because uh, I know that maybe now there will be euphoria, everybody's very happy what's going on, but nobody thinking what will be after one year, two years, 10 years and when you look uh, and you watch too much tv news social media especially uh, the one that you cannot affect i'm not the president i'm not the vice president and it takes away your power 
Yeah. Because you are with that people, you are thinking what will happen. And I agree with you. Instead of this overthinking, you better think how you can serve the people, how you can help the community, how you can be useful and use your skills, what are given from God and, of course, from your hard work. And I'm watching what you are doing because I know that you are giving a lot of interviews. You are writing a lot of articles and I see that you are constantly studying. And uh, it's great that you can help, even if you can help five people or 50 people or 500 people to find a job or to uh, build their career. I think that is the thing we should concentrate on, not on the news in any country and on, especially on the politics, because if you want to ruin your relationship, you should talk about politics, uh, religion and women. And <laughs> then, you know, uh, this is three topics uh, if you want to that's why I think what you're doing is absolutely right because you concentrate on the knowledge, education and on connection, the dots and that is uh, very very powerful uh, I really want to thank you so much for your advices, for your tips I want your personal career and your personal brand grow and make you satisfaction. And I will be very happy to see you again because uh, actually you know thousands of topics and you're very good in them and you never stop learning. It will be pleasure for our audience to see you again. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you so much. That was a pleasure to see you. Good luck. You too. Yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye.